Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. If you're going to give your soul to something, you're going to say, man, I want to love. Love something God loves. Fall in love with God. I love to see people get saved. I love to see people grow in the truth. I love to see people get discipled. I love to see people's marriages make it. I love to see kids grow. Find something that you love that God loves and invest in that. And that'll be an investment that you'll never be sorry for having made it. You say, you know what? I love to see little kids loving the Lord. Then invest in that, pour into that. So I love to see missionaries invest in that. So just invest yourself in something God loves. You cannot go wrong doing that. There are plenty of ideologies running rampant in our culture today that are the exact opposite of God's design. These are ideas Satan has introduced which have caused God's people to experience envy and discontentment with what he has provided. Today, Pastor Bill will challenge you to instead recognize that your blessing, your treasure, your future is in God alone. As you do, you'll begin to invest in and love the things God loves instead of what the world seeks and desires. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of Revelation chapter 18 as he continues his message, Babylon is falling. If we can be minded towards heaven, where we say, God, I'm, I'm not part of, I'm, I'm in the world, right? But I'm not of this world. I am a pilgrim, like your word says, I'm passing through this place. I got things to do. I got to focus. I got a job. I got a limited amount of time to do it. I want to hear you clearly. I want to be faithful in my, my outreach, my witness, my light for you. I want to do the best I can with what you give me. I want to be a good steward over my resources. Um, if you bless me to be wealthy, I want to use it for your glory. If I'm not wealthy, I, I want to, you know, I want to glorify you in, in, in that, you know, whatever situation that I'm in. But be careful that you don't let the world in which you live help you decide who you want to be, what you want to be, and how you want to live. Because, again, I live in a world where the system of the world, the leaders of the world, they're all drunk on some other stuff. And so that thing that we call the American dream, I've, I've, I've always not liked the idea of the, the American dream because it doesn't have anything to do with God. And you have people that come, it seems great. America is the land of opportunity. You can, you can get wealth and you can achieve things and get a business and make money. And it's like, and where's God and all that? And die and go to hell with your business, right? Because how, how big of a deal is it if, and I, I, won't, I won't name, there are stars that die all the time, and I don't want to, I won't name people because it's, it's still sad they die. They die millionaires, billionaires, but many of them die without Christ. And we celebrate them, we do parades for them, we do everything else, and it's like, man, who told that person about Jesus? Because none of that money can go with them now. Right. It's, it's all left behind. They can't take it with them. It can't buy them favor with God. It's irrelevant now. It's just left behind. And that person has a soul. And we sometimes we get caught up and we 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 love our heroes and our athletes and our musicians and our movie stars. And I wonder sometimes that when those movie stars and sports people and people, when they interact with believers, I wonder how often believers are looking at them hoping for a picture or some memorabilia, not realizing that you have what they need, right? They don't have what you need, you actually have what they need. And that, that's been my, my attitude. If I ever get to meet or interact with someone that's a star, I realize everybody they meet wants something from them. 
And that's my attitude. I want to say first thing, I don't want, I want to, I, want, I know everybody comes to you, they want something from you. I don't want anything from you. I don't want a picture. I don't want an autograph. I don't want anything from you. I want to give something to you. And we just give them the gospel. They, they need to hear the gospel, right? They're in a, they're in a, they're in a peculiar place as they're being worshiped. Everybody loves them. Nobody's going to tell them no wrong about them. They need to hear the gospel. So we got to be careful about these things. Let's, let's look at verses four through eight now. It says, and I heard another voice from heaven. So we had first the voice of the angel. He said, now we have another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues for her sins have reached to heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her just as she rendered to you and repay her double according to her works. In the cup of which she is mixed, mixed double for her. In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen and am no widow and will not see sorrow. Therefore her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judges her. So we see now as we're in the end times and we're in the tribulation period, God is speaking to the saints on the earth. The saints on the earth are the what saints? The tribulation saints, because the church, if y'all did it right, right, if, if, if we're saved, where are we at? If you down here for the tribulation, you messing around right now, you you fooling around, you playing games, right? The church is in heaven. We've been raptured. We've been caught up to be with the Lord forever to be with him. We won't come back until the thousand year millennial reign where we rule and reign with Christ. But there are tribulation saints. God has been merciful and gracious in the midst of judgment. God has been saving people on the earth. And God tells those people, this other voice from heaven says, come out of her. Come out of her, my people. That's why I believe this is God's voice. God says, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and receive of her plagues. Her sins have reached to heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. And so they're being called out. The tribulation saints are being called out. Stay away from it. Judgment is coming to her. Though, and this is the thing, too. The, think about this for the tribulation saints. They're living in a time when even more visible than today, we can acknowledge that Satan is running things because God says that Satan is a prince of power of the air. Um, but during the tribulation period, literally, Satan is running things. Um, the Antichrist, the, they're, they're all in charge. They're running the show. The church is absolutely suppressed. Any believers are, believers are dying for their faith. There's, there's nothing to support the church at this time. All they have is their hope in Jesus until they die and go to be with him. That's, that's what they're, they're living in a very difficult time. And God said, look, don't get caught up. Don't fall into the trap. Don't their, her judgment is coming just a little. They got a little while longer. Y'all got to hang in there and stay away from it. And so we got to be mindful, too, that while we're living down here, it's tempting sometimes. Um, how many of you guys have ever been tempted as you look at the world and prosperity and stuff? Who's ever been tempted in their heart to say, I, I want some of that? All of us. Right. I, I see stuff all the time now. They know how to market us. Right. If you if you spend time on social media, I, I, if you go look at something on one website, then it's like, well, wait a minute, how did, how did I, I was looking at dog collars on another website, you know, and then I'm on another, I'm on a, a social media and I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting commercials for dog collars. I'm like, it's like they knew I looked at it. They're like, oh, let's hit them. Let's hit them with all the cool dog collar stuff and see if we can't get them to buy something. I'm like, man, they, they, they're on us. 
Um, and it's marketing everywhere. People are mastered the art of marketing people. So we got to be eyes wide open, alert and aware. I live in a very materialistic society. Um, and if you're in America, you have compared to a lot of places in the rest of the world. We even if you seem like you don't have enough here compared to somebody else somewhere else, we're rich. We're doing very well. We have more than enough. We got fat, poor people in America. So it's like the poor people in America have more than enough to eat. You know, it's like so you look at other places in the world where poor is literally poor. They literally don't have enough and they go without on a regular basis. We live in a society where we have more than enough. But all you got to do, even though God has blessed you with more than enough, is you can look over the fence of somebody with more and become dissatisfied with what you already have. Um, and so believers got to be careful that we look to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you. We we just want to be grateful. Whatever whatever state of life we're in. Paul said, I've learned rather to be whether I bound or I'm a base. I've learned to be in all in all ways. I've learned to be content. And then, you know what? The context for the verse that we all use for everything else. I can do all things through Christ. That's the context for that verse. Paul said, look, I've, I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. I've been I've abounded. I've had excess and I was content. And I've had not enough. I've been a base and I was content. I've learned in whatever state God allows me to be in to be content. And then he says, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. People take that verse. It means you can win sports events. You can do anything you want. Can you be content with what you have? Can, can you let God help you? Because I know a lot of believers that are discontented no matter what they have. You know, you get a brand new job and it's like, well, I got I finally got here. You know, and it's like, you know, just, just there's, there are people that are discontent no matter where they go and what they have. We should be content no matter where we go and what we have, saying, God, whatever I have is what you what you provided for me today. And I'm content. I'm grateful. That'll keep us from this Babylonian system taking root in our hearts where we're greedy and lustful and desirous of more, um, you know, of more than maybe we need or deserve or or, or should have. Um, again, and these are luxury things we're going to see as, the, as we go through the list in a little bit. These are these are things that are in excess. So a couple of things about Babylon. The initial Babylonian story is in Genesis 11, where they built the tower up to Babylon. And I, I was reading a book that said the only thing that reached heaven was their iniquity. You know, they were trying to make a, a tower to get up there and, and they never reached it. God came down, confused their languages and and and, and put them back down. Um, but that was the goal then. And now that 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 system and the ideology, people say I can do it on my own. I can make my own way. I can have my own stuff. I can do it without God. I can be my own God. That's all part of this system. So I want to be careful because I live in a world right now that has that mindset. I don't need anybody. I don't need anything. I don't need God. I don't need women. I don't need a man. Men, I don't need you. I don't need this. I don't. And as a believer, what do we what's, what's the cry of the believer? I need God. I need God for everything. I need God every day and all the time in every way, in every situation in my life. I am, I'm, I need, I, I'm, I'm, I, we, just, we just humble ourselves. We need him, amen? And we're not trying to get into a place where we can somehow be self-sufficient without God. That's not my goal. My goal is to stay connected. I'm, I'm attached to the vine. That's where I can bear the most fruit. I want to stay connected to the Lord. And so I don't want to buy into these ideologies that are in our world that somehow I can do. We can do it without anybody else. We can figure it out. We can make our own way. And Satan will raise up some people that look like they did that. 
But let's say you make your own way without God and you get all the success in the world without God and you die without God. Bible says, what does the profit of man if he gains the whole world, loses soul, profits you nothing. So we have that truth. So we don't admire that guy. I feel bad for that guy. When I look at a guy that's like, I did this, I achieved it. I made it on my own, did it all myself. I don't admire him. I think, oh, man, he's going to die without God. I, f- I pity him. It doesn't matter how many billions he has. If he don't have God, he has nothing. Because I'm telling you this, in the next life, it won't matter how much you had down here. What will matter is who you knew and what you did, right? What's going to matter when you die is not, not even who you knew. Does he know you? Does Jesus say, hey, that's my, that's my son, my daughter. Come on. That's what I need. To, I want to know that. I want to know. Am I just, I'm, a, I'm a kid. I'm a child. You're my dad. I'm the kid. I want that welcome. Um, that's, that's, that's the most important thing. When you die, you don't want to see Jesus as someone that he says, man, I never knew you. I wanted to know you so bad. I kept sending people to the, tell you the message. And I kept trying this and I sent it. And you just, man, I never got to. I, don't, I, I, now, now, I never knew you and now I never will. That's, that's going to be the reality for some people. And there'll be other people that have received Christ, sins are forgiven, stand before God, forgiven and cleansed, and they've received as sons and daughters. Then on top of that, God says, now I'm going to look at everything you did for me and reward you for it. There's a beam of seat judgment. We get rewards eternally for all that matters. We, we got to do something on earth that, that matters for all eternity. Y'all know that? Every day as believers, we have the opportunity to live for eternity. It's another reason why we want to be careful not to get caught up down here, because to some believers, they're going to heaven, but they're so caught up down here. They're not as invested in eternity as they should be. And they're believers that know the Lord. They're going to heaven. They got their ticket. They got their they're in relationship with the Lord, but they're so distracted with things down here that they're not really doing much that matters in eternity. They're not they're not they're not investing in the future. They're not. They're not part of ministry. They're not ministering They're They're not doing anything on a regular basis that matters there. Don't let that be you. Right. Because all Satan can do to the believer, he can't take away the fact that you belong to the Lord, but he can distract you to where you become effectively useless, um, where you're not useful to the Lord. It's kind of like um, I had a kid in my high school that was a friend of mine and we got to high school in ninth grade. This kid could dunk. Um, and if you guys are on ninth grade, to dunk in ninth grade, is, that's, that's early. You know, most of the guys dunking is, takes a little longer to mature. When he came to ninth grade, his calves like Popeye, you know, like big old calves. And he could just dunk. He could jump and dunk. But he could never play on the team. He could never have the, he never had the grades to be able to play. And so it was this kid with this great athletic, you know, ability. But I was at a school that, you know, if you didn't have the grades, you couldn't play. And he never got to do it. Never got to play the sports, uh, he, you know, start football, but couldn't 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 play after first report card came out, you know, and man, you had this potential, but this never was realized. We don't want to be that for the kingdom where God's like, man, there's so much I placed in you. I placed things in you that the potential is great what I could do. But we live in such a way distracted by other things that we never get to realize what God would have done through us. And so we want to be careful not to miss out on the Lord in that way. And so. Um, moving on now, um, the last thing he said in verse eight says, therefore, her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judges her. And so it seems that at, at the end, as we're toward the end of this revelation, the judgment on this system is going to come swift and quick 
and it's going to be destructive. It says in a day. I don't know that that's in an actual one day, uh, but it means it's going to be rapid and quick and, um, and, and very destructive. because It's going to take place quickly. And God's method of judgment oftentimes is fire. And he says here, um, she'll be utterly burned with fire because strong is the Lord God who judges her. Uh, now look at verses 9 and 10. It says, the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. So the kings of the earth, the world leaders that have profited from this system, when they see it going down, it says they're going to lament and cry and mourn, but they're going to do it from afar. Um, and so some believe that maybe this is, you know, nuclear warfare or something that's taken place. Those are things that we don't really know for sure. But the kings of the earth, those that benefit, mourn when she is destroyed. And so I, I was considering that. And, you know, if you look at um, a lot of the things that, that right now where people make money off of, you know, this COVID-19 has at least given us a glimpse at how worldwide stuff could be jacked up. You know, things could be messed up. Something as small as this. I was trying to find my wife uh, a girl's beach cruiser, a woman's beach cruiser. And if you realize uh, this is you can try this out. There's no bike shop anywhere in California that has a woman's beach cruisers for sale because they all get them from China. And because of COVID-19, when they ran out, which once we were on stay at home, everybody was buying bicycles. They bought them all up. Now they're like, man, we don't know if we're getting shipments until July or August from China that they're not letting anything in. And so these companies that they, they, they make a living on getting stuff from other places, it's all stopped. So all come. That's just a small, small example. That could be food. It could be jewelry. It could be imports of all these other different things that the, the kings of the earth are making money. What are, what are the world leaders fighting over more than anything else? What are they? What, what do we what do people go to war to take from other countries? Oil, right? Precious re resources in the ground, uh, things like that. God said, look, there's going to come a time when those that were benefiting, those that were wealthy because of these things, God said, they're going to be crying as I just burn it all up and nothing they could do about it. So if your treasure is on earth when it all burns up, um, that's devastating. But if that's not your treasure, if you don't, if you don't live for that, it's like, man, it's, it's burning up. It's all burning up. Um, you know, so it's almost better to, you know, better to have been broke, you know, better to better to have not been that invested when when all everything starts falling apart. So we want to be careful that we are not attached, that our our souls and our hearts aren't attached to these things. God said, look, that's the system of this world and I'm going to destroy it. It's going to come to nothing. So since God gives us the heads up, right, Jesus is revealing this to us in advance. So you wouldn't put your heart here. So you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't set your heart, your mind on things of the earth. But we set our hearts and our minds on things above. And again, I'm, if you're someone that God has blessed, because, again, there are believers that God is blessed to have. It's not bad. Just the, the bad thing is when stuff has you. So if you're a believer and you possess your possessions and you're a good steward and you use things for the glory of God, praise God that he's blessed you to have. If you're a believer and God hasn't blessed you with a whole lot. Probably because he knows it'll jack you up. <laughs> so just be be grateful for what you got. You know, some people, if they got two nickels more than what they need, they'll be off down the road, you know, at the casino or somewhere. And so God just just keeps you right where you need to be. Be faithful wherever you are, but don't let your heart be attached to stuff. 
and the things of this world. Don't love things. Love God. Love people. Love what God loves. If you're going to give your soul to something, you're going to say, Man, I want to love. Love something God loves. Fall in love with God. I love to see people get saved. I love to see people grow in the truth. I love to see people get discipled. I love to see people's marriages make it. I love to see kids grow. Find something that you love that God loves and invest in that. And that'll be an investment that you'll never be sorry for having made it. When you say, you know what? I love to see little kids loving the Lord Then invest in that, pour into that. So I love to see missionaries invest in that. So just invest yourself in something God loves and you cannot go wrong doing that. But don't invest yourself in things that God says. That's all coming to nothing. Don't be, you know, don't be that invested. Own it, have it, enjoy it, but don't love it. Love what I love. It'll save you from a lot of heartache later on down the road. Move on, move on now. Let's, let's look at, um, oh, let me, let me say this real quick. So the, the kings of the earth, you know, they, they hate the religious system, um, but they, they love and embrace the, the economic system of Babylon. And so they didn't, in chapter 17, um, we saw in chapter 17, verse 16, it said, the 10 horns that you saw on the beast, these will hate the whore um, that's the Babylonian system of Revelation chapter uh, 17 says that she'll hate it. But then in chapter 18, it says in the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived um, luxuriously with her shall bewail her and lament. And so, again, we see that the leaders, the kings of the earth, while they hated the religious system, they didn't like that. They love and embrace the economic and the political system in Babylon. So it's interesting that they could love one and hate the other. Let's look at verses 11 through 13 now. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. Merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen and, uh, and purple, silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron and marble, and cinnamon, incense, Fragrant oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots. And notice this, and bodies and souls of men. I'm going to come back to that before we're done. So I want you to note all these luxuries, um, most of which are not as necessities. Uh, maybe the flour and the wheat, you know, could be could, could represent things that are necessary and needed. But the majority of these things are not necessary things. Um, but the merchants of the earth are mourning over the loss of these things and that they're, they're going to be destroyed and, and they're no longer going to be able to make money off of these things. But when you come down to the bottom, it says the bodies and souls. When I read that, I just had to, I'm like, whoa, you know, what does that mean? And there's, there's a literal sense here in that, you know, there have been times in our history where, where the bodies of people have been bought and sold, Right. Um, throughout history, all over the nation, not just African slavery. There have been all types of enslaved people over the course of the world. Today, there's things that are there are things that people do today that are atrocious, where they're taking young girls from other countries and for the hope and dream of coming to America, they get tricked and they get brought here and they get put into places where they're taking advantage of sexually. People are doing that to people, to human beings for a buck. That's a life. That's a that's that's. That's a person. And again, we live in a system right now where somehow like that's happening. It's happening all over the world. There are places all up in our country, in our in our state. There are places all over that that's happening in. And it's it just is happening. Like we know it's happening. 
We know when you drive through certain cities, you see all the massage places. That's what's happening there, that their people are being imported, brought in. They're being used and taken advantage of. And we know it's happening right where we live. People are for money, for money, souls of people. These are somebody's daughters. And so I know I live in a crooked, perverse world. The book of Revelation lays out many things that will happen in the future. It can be unsettling to read about some of the things that are within the pages of this prophetic book. But God wants your heart to be at peace with what he'll bring to pass. Like in most stories, there's a great battle and then good overcomes evil. This is a great story of all time and we get to experience it with a loving but just God. So rather than disregarding this book as a bunch of strange imagery that seems non-cynical, be empowered reading this book, knowing that God's in control and that He will win. Keep looking to the Word of God for direction in all these things. If you're seeking some assistance with where and how to read the Bible, we have a helpful Bible reading plan on our website. This can be a useful guide to help you read on a daily basis. Look on our website, calvaryinglewood.org. Thank you for tuning in today to A Transforming Word. Next time, Pastor Bill will continue teaching through Revelation. But before we go, we'd like to ask you to prayerfully consider supporting this ministry in a financial way. Any amount is appreciated. These teachings are broadcast on the radio and help spread the good news of the gospel. That's a powerful thing. If you'd like to find out more about how to support A Transforming Word, go to CalvaryInglewood.org or donate through our app. We're so thankful for your support and more than anything, we hope this ministry is a blessing to you. We look forward to you joining us next time on A Transforming Word.